0: All right, welcome back to the Christian Tactician Podcast. I am your host, Adam Yates. Thank you so much for giving me a couple minutes uh, to talk with you about this thing that I am so very passionate about—about about being a Christian man. This thing that I am so very passionate about—about about calling men to Christian manhood, to walk that walk of Jesus Christ, to take up that cross, that burden daily, to be willing to to face the difficulties, the hardships, the eye of the world, to be willing to to struggle. Uh, for something that is worthwhile, for something that is worth your effort, for something that is lasting, that echoes throughout eternity, for something that falls down on the generations that follow. Uh, You know, God knew what he was doing. He created you to be a man with purpose. He knew how to get you where he wants you to be. If you will follow him, he's able to accomplish those things in you. Dogs also bark at what they do not know. You know, this world doesn't understand Christian manhood doesn't understand what real manhood is supposed to be, what it was supposed to be from the beginning because we haven't done a good job at it we haven't given a picture of what Christ called us to be. And so you have an opportunity. You can make a difference. You make changes to follow Christ and you are going to be influential to those who are around you. You're going to make a difference in your community. You're going to make a difference in your family. With those who you work with, you're going to find people who are going to look to you for wisdom and advice and they're going to look to you in times of difficulty and struggle just like they looked at Christ. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be Christ, but you are going to make your efforts to be Christ-like. And that's what we're called to be. So this is an important thing. It's an important calling. It's an important place that God puts you in. And so accept it. Grab hold of it. Be encouraged and motivated by it. I hope that you are. This is going to be a short podcast. I've got one quick story, a couple quick points I want to make, and two scriptures, and I'm going to call it good. I was, uh, Thinking about this the other day, and kind of considering what uh, what sort of things I was going to present in this podcast, uh, because I feel like there's there's warnings and there's admonitions I really want to give, because I know that I know that life is a struggle for us. Life is a struggle. We're constantly bombarded by Satan, who knows what he's doing, and he knows how to get at us. He's he's trying to, you know, he is waging war. We are in a war. We're in a battle. A good portion of that battle is between your ears. It's in your mind. Satan's got access there. And there's a battle that's going on uh, within the lives of those who are around us. You know, he is raging, and he is working, and he is... Uh, doing you know we read in ephesians in the sixth chapter it says that you know we don't fight against flesh and blood but against principalities and rulers of darkness you know powers in high places and all those things if you don't look at our society if you don't look at our country right now and and throughout the world and see that Satan is working to change things and to enact things and movements that are not correct you know you you're not open in your eyes this is the world that we're living in and let's be of an effect but i, I was I was reading this thing the other day and I thought this is uh this is a story that I want to that I want to bring into my podcast. And so I'm just going to you know as I look some of you might know this uh, the story of the scorpion and the frog. And uh, you know as you do a, a search on it there's uh, a bunch of different ways that it's written and you know they think that uh, ultimately it was a Russian story but you know, there's a bunch of different variations of it. And, and regardless of where it originated or what all the specifics of it are, I'm going to go ahead and tell it the way that I understand it and, and give you my thoughts on it. But there's a scorpion in this frog. So this frog is sitting by a river and a scorpion walks up to him and says, Hey, I need to ride to the other side of the river. You know, would you take me? I'll, I'll ride on your back. And the frog says, Now, why would I take you? You're a scorpion. And if I let you on my back, I can't get away from you. As soon as I get out in that river, you're going to sting me and we're going to die. And the scorpion looks at him and says, well, why would I do that? Because if we're out in the middle of the river and I sting you in the back and you're, you know, paralyzed by it, then you're going to drown and I'm going to drown because I can't swim. Why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, we, we both would die if we do that. And the frog thought about it for a second and thought, "Ah, the scorpion does have a point there. So he says, go ahead, hop on my back. And the scorpion climbs on the frog's back and they begin to go across the river, the, the frog swimming across the river. And they get midway across the river and all of a sudden he feels a pain in his back and looks over his shoulder to see that the scorpion had just finished stinging him in the back. And the scorpion uh, is, is pulling his stinger out and the frog says, why would you do that? Why would you sting me? Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion says, because I'm a scorpion. You know, I, I, I want us to think about that particular thing is that we do this all the time. We think that we can play with sin and not be affected. You know, uh previous podcast I've talked about, and it's uncomfortable and difficult, but I talked about pornography and masturbation. You know, I've spent time talking about where your eyes go and where your thoughts go. You know, but we can extend this into all sorts of things, is that, you know, if we start... Uh, dipping our, our feet in sin, and you think that it's not going to have some effect on you, you're absolutely crazy. You're absolutely crazy. And if we look at this particular story and liken the frog to us and the scorpion to Satan, Satan doesn't care. He'll say anything he can, and he'll try to give you any reason. And, you know, the, the frog took off across that thing with a, with a deadly scorpion on his back because he believed what he was told, and he felt like, you know, hey, it makes sense. Yeah, why would we both die? Satan's got nothing to lose. Do we realize that? He's got nothing to lose and everything to gain if he's able to deceive and take you. I want to read a a scripture here, real quick. I want to read Proverbs chapter 6, verses 27 through 28. So, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 27 and 28. It says, Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? You know, sometimes this is us. We seem to think that we can we can play around in sin. We can watch something. We can, you know, we can have some sort of conversation, and it's not going to have any effect on us. You know, I, I've told this story several times in sermons throughout the years, but I'll tell you this again. You know, in 2012, there was a, a little girl who was uh, brutally murdered by her mother, and her mom disposed of the body, threw it in a dumpster of this little this little innocent girl. And over the course of investigation, we were able to track down where we felt we felt like this little girl's body ended up, and it was in a dump uh, south of, of Phoenix. I was involved for uh, the the great portion of four months uh, going out there and we were digging in that dump to try to find this little girl's body. That's not really what my story is about. What my story is about is that, you know, you can imagine what kind of things you encounter in a dump. And of course, there's all sorts of biological and and chemical hazards and things like that. And so we went there and in the course of us, you know, digging through the dump, one tractor uh, scoop full at a time, we didn't just walk out there in shorts and a t-shirt. No, we were wearing, you know, chemical suits. We were wearing a chemical suit. We had special boots that we had uh, ordered that were puncture proof and that they had a uh, chemical rating on it. We were wearing a Tyvek suit, which was rated to, to keep out chemicals and to keep out liquids and all that stuff. And it was hot. It didn't breathe. And it was from head to toe. It had a hood that went over the top. And then we put a mask on and we put, you know, goggles on and we'd have uh, two or th- two or three sets. You know, we have a set of uh, one or two sets of, of uh, nitrile gloves and then some hard gloves over top of it. And, you know, we would, we would uh, do that. And then when it come time to, you know, we go out and we dig in it and then it would become time to break for lunch or to go home for the day. You know, we had uh, uh, a couple different tents that were set up that you would progressively go through and you would doff, you would take off this equipment and you would begin this cleaning process. And theoretically, if you went into this, and you wore all of your equipment correctly, and when you went out of it, you took it off correctly, you should keep yourself completely clean. You know, we had, I mean, they brought in Lysol uh, by the pallet loads, and we would hose ourselves down with Lysol. You know, at first we were kind of... you know, ginger with it. By the end of it, I mean, I was spraying my face. I was spraying everything with Lysol. You know, no, I know what it tastes like. And uh, and so, you know, for all these things, you know, you wash your hands, and there was alcohol cleaner all over the place. I mean, you did everything you could to keep clean, and you did all these things you could to to keep yourself clean. But you know, we were because of the length of the of the journey from our stations to this particular dump. You know, we'd ride in a bus. they they'd bus us back and forth, and so you'd go through all this process to keep yourself clean. And inevitably, you know, you'd be driving home. We'd be driving home and all of a sudden your nose would itch or something, you'd scratch your nose and, and your your hands smelled like garbage, smelled like the dump. And I thought about that, you know, and I've thought about that in terms of the scripture I just read. Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? You know, we can't play with sin and and not have an effect. Something is always going to rub off on us. And, you know, in the police department, I remember that when I was in the academy and we had um, like a class on evidence collection or scene preservation, something like that. And, you know, these these detectives said, you know, we, if you can try to avoid as much as possible going in and walking through all these scenes and all, that, because no matter how careful you are, you're always going to bring something in and you're always going to take something out. You just can't go into someplace like that and not come out with something on you. And that's something we have to think about as men and as Christians in general. You know, because Satan would like to tell us that, the, that there's innocence in some of these things, that, oh, it doesn't really matter, you know. And there's that scripture where it says that, you know, that, that, that they're going to say, oh, you know, lie a little, take advantage of your neighbor a little, you know. And if, and if God's upset, he's just going to beat you with a few stripes and you'll be saved in the end. You know, this is, this is the way that Satan tries to, to uh, influence us. You know, this is the scorpion talking the frog into doing something that the frog knew was dumb, and that, that can't be us. We have to be engaged in a spiritual battle, and we have to understand the tactics of the enemy. Satan is looking to where he can lull you into a sense of security, thinking that you're in control. I can control myself if I go here. Uh, you know, just because I have a couple of beers doesn't mean that I'm going to get drunk and go and drunk. You know, and drive drunk, or... Uh, you know, I can walk into a strip club and it's not really going to affect me. Or I can open up this browser page and I can look at this thing, these uh, these naked women or whatever it is, and it's not going to have any effect on me. Satan would like to tell you these things. and we, we just can't go into these places. We can't put a scorpion on our back. That's not the way things work. That's not the way we are successful spiritually. I want to read one more scripture, uh, Book of Mormon, 2 Nephi, chapter 12. I'm going to read verse 24 to 28. And this is talking about Satan and the way that he works. And it says this, For behold, at that day he shall rage in the hearts of the children of men, and stir them up to anger against that which is good. And others will he pacify, and lull them away into carnal security, that they will say, "All's well in Zion, Zion prospereth, all is well. And thus the devil cheateth their souls, and, lead, and leadeth them away carefully down to hell. And behold, others he flattereth away, telling them there is no hell. And he saith unto them, I'm no devil, for there is none. And thus he whispereth in their ears until he grasps them with his awful chains from whence there is no deliverance. This is the way he works. You know, he's he's looking for what works in you. How can I get at Adam today? He's thinking that. And he's he's a guy who varies his tactics. This didn't work, so how can I try again? How can I talk Adam into doing something that is going to be uh, dangerous for his soul how can I have an effect on him? This is the way Satan works. And if you don't believe it, you're not engaged, and you're not looking around. Uh, because you can see the way throughout our society. Look in the, in the past several years, you know, at the changing ways that the, that there's been this eroding of society, eroding of families, eroding of relationships. It keeps progressing. It keeps changing a little bit. He's looking for ways that he can have an effect. So he does this. says so others he's going to pacify and lull them away, saying, hey, all's well in Zion hey, everything's good. Man, that's not a problem. Don't worry about it. You know, I, I I truly think, and I'm not trying to be, I realize this is going to turn some people off, you know, and I'm not trying to bash other churches, but there's churches out there who, who no longer want to hold to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They want to take away stuff that, that is that is uncomfortable, that makes us uncomfortable, you know, but the thing is, is that Christ calls us to change, and change almost always is uncomfortable. And if you think I'm wrong about it, let's just look in the shift in Bibles here. Now, you, you know, I said this in a previous podcast, and I might frustrate people. You know, I use the I use the King James version of the Bible because you know I I, I recognize I, if you look at the story behind it and the efforts made of those men who who translated it. You're not talking about a couple of guys who did it on a, on a whim. And I would encourage you to read the story of, of those men. But the thing is, is you know, every time you take a translation of the Bible and you try to make it easier and easier to read, you do begin watering it down. And if you think I'm kidding, how did we get Bibles like the Message Bible? How did you get Bibles like, did you know there's one out there called the Queen James Bible? Or anything that has to do with homosexuality they've taken out. Why? Because, well, you know, that's not really fair. That kind of turns people off. You know, this is the thing that, that Satan does, right? He lulls people away and says, oh, all's, all's well, it's okay. We can just change a little bit. It's all right. It's not a big deal. I, I just don't think that, that we can give in to that. We can't be okay with that. It says that this is the way that he cheats their souls. Satan cheats your soul by talking you into things. He can't make you do anything. All he can do is offer it up. He flatters some away and says, I ain't no hell. I'm not a devil. I'm not going to sting you. Why would I do that? It's going to kill me too. And it says, you know, this is the way he whispers in your ear until he gets a hold of you with his chains and it's hard to get out. We, we need to be aware of this. You know, you can't walk on hot coals and think it's not going to burn your feet. You can't go into a dump and think you're going to dig through it, and some of it's not going to get on you. You can't think that you're going to take a scorpion on your back across a river and think that he's going to do anything contrary to what his nature is, and Satan's nature is to destroy, and he's got nothing to lose. So fight him, be aware, keep your eyes open, consider where you go and what you do. If you're struggling in sin, involve your mentor, involve a warrior around you, pour out your heart to God, let him help you through those difficulties and struggles. In my previous podcast, I talk about some things like making a 1% change, talked about giving yourself something visual to, to see your successes. Involve your mentor, confess your faults, be involved, don't give in, don't let Satan win let this be a battle you're willing to fight at every turn. Arise from the dust and be men. Thank you.